Our next guest uh, just recently signed a, a PTO, a professional tryout uh, agreement with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He will be at camp when uh, camp breaks in September. He is um, Devin Setaguchi out of uh, Tabor, Alberta. The uh, 28-year-old will be looking to make the Maple Leafs this season. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Great to have you on, Devin. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you guys this morning? Doing well. Um, you are in California. You're getting ready for the season, and uh, it's been a busy summer for you. Congratulations on uh, on the wedding. Does that does that change your uh, you're a married guy now? Does that change your your outlook on life a little bit? Uh, I mean, not really. I think there's a lot of things that's that's changed about me over this last uh, four or five months. But it's definitely nice. Um, my uh, my wife was uh, has been in med school um, for the last you know five years seven years sorry and she's finally done and you know we're married now it's going to be nice to have her around uh, wherever I'm at uh, this season so it definitely helps me be uh, more stable and um, you know live a healthier lifestyle that's for sure I got to uh, <laughs> I got to apologize for I was trying to set this up with you and I I can't read apparently so I thought you were out training in in. Carolina, which is of course Eastern Time Zone. So there you are in in California, getting ready for the season. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out why why are you in Carolina? So I'm, I'm, I apologize for texting you at like four a.m. this week. Yeah, I mean well, I'm out <laughs> in, in San Jose. Um, she's from here, and um, we had recently just bought a house here this summer, and uh, that's where we spend our, our off seasons. And yeah. Uh, not Carolina, <laughs> California. So um, we all saw the the video from your. I don't know if. Uh, it was certainly not your intention for the video to go rival so or viral. So your buddy Christopher Stieg and Jason Demare, the former Shark, was there, and a couple other guys. Um, you've seen the video. You you laughed your head off. Uh, I. Why did you make those guys do it? I didn't make them do it. <laughs> um, you know, and, and if you know those those guys, um, you know it was great to have. Uh, you know, your wedding day is special, but it's great to have my friends there and. Um, if you know them personally uh, and their character and, and what they're like, and you knew something was was coming, I know Versteeg's big thing is to sing at weddings, so I expected something like that. But uh, you know, when they do the dance like that, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's been talked about around the world, kind of, and um, you know, it's fun. It's something that I'll be able to hold on to for, for the rest of my life. He he sings everywhere: cup parties, um, parades, yeah, championship yeah, parades, he, weddings, rapper, everything. Did. Uh, w- when was the first time you saw it on um, Sportsnet, TSN, whatever it was? Um, did it throw you for a loop as, as you're flipping through the highlights? <laughs> well, everyone started sending me messages. So that's kind of <laughs> when I got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that, that something like that would would uh, you know go viral like that. And uh, now everyone knows uh, always knows. I, mean, I was at the grocery store the other day, and some guy, "Hey, congratulations on your wedding!" <laughs> I mean, I had no idea who this guy was, you know, and. Like I saw the video, so I'm pretty much everyone's seen it now. Just if you have a a, a christening or a, or a baby shower, eventually, just just don't invite uh, Chris to that. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen. Uh, Devin Setaguchi joins us on Brady Walker. So, okay, so tell me about the opportunity here in in Toronto with the Maple Leafs. Um, I know I talked to you last summer a little bit. You had you had a couple of options. Did you have more than one option here? Um, what works with with Toronto and, and trying to earn a spot here? Well, uh, I was in a tough position this year. Um, you know, uh, a lot of things have been going, but you know, I ended up going to rehab in, in April yeah. and, you know, going there, um, you, you know, kind of hurt around the league. My, my rep, uh, the last couple of years and my word has not really meant much. Um, you know, I, I had got to the point where I had pretty much 
um, diminish any kind of uh, um, merit in the league. And, and no one really, you know, believed what I was saying. So, I mean, I still have a lot to prove this year. Um, and I, I feel thankful that Toronto was, was able to, you know, give me give me the PTO. And I had, I had talked to Lou last summer. Um, and for me, it's just, it was really one of my only few options I had. And um, I played under a guy named, uh, you know, Todd McClellan in San Jose, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, ran a lot of structure, um, ran a tight, you know, tight group of guys, uh, very, very professional in what they did. And I know that for a fact, I'm sure he learned it from a guy like Mike, Mike Babcock. So it really was something that came down to uh, they're trying to do something there and, and, you know, turn that team into a great franchise. And not that it isn't already, but there, you know, that's someone that I would like to, you know, basically try to be a part of and, and push for moving forward. Devin Setaguchi, our guest, you're a real good hockey player. Um, you put up 65 points in San Jose. You scored 23 times. You, you scored 30 once. Um, you're still a young guy. There's, there's a good hockey player in there. Um, what was it a lot of success too early? Was it, was it taking it for granted? Was it a, a certain lifestyle? Where did you find you ran into trouble a little bit? I mean, I, I say it's everything. Um, you know, it, it's everything. And, um, lifestyle, definitely one of them. You're a young kid making three and a half million dollars and, um, coming from, you know, not much, it's, things can, things can get a little out of hand and then you, you can get really, uh, conceited and cocky and overconfident in in what you do. And your, your attitude is basically, um, it's not where it should be. And that was something that hit me. Um, and then obviously along the way got into bad decisions and hanging out with the wrong people. And then, you know, just, Something where I, I took a wrong turn, and once I took that turn and knew it, uh, I was in denial of it, and it was, and it was everyone else's problem. So um, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm just so thankful I get this chance, and I know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough, and um, you know, my expectations going into camp is to, um, you know, uh, all the odds just stacked against me, uh, stacked against me. But I, I get a chance, and I'm, I'm just really excited and. Um, I really hope that things can work out. I always think it's interesting to measure where we are in life sometimes from from year to year. And and, and a year ago, um, you had a, a pretty decent opportunity with, with the Calgary Flames, and, and they ended up being one of the stories of the season. Your 2014-2015 year did not go at all um, how you hoped it would. You only played 31 games. Describe your headspace now compared to one season ago. How night and day is it? Uh, it's night and day. I, you know, I, I had convinced myself, um, well, first off, I got to say thanks for, to Calgary anyway. You know, I, I, they, they gave me a chance and, you know, I, they, I told them, you know, going into camp that I was, you know, I was straight. I was, you know, I was going to stay sober for a year and, and, you know, not drink and, you know, it, that lasted all of a couple of weeks. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that went on there that were, were all strictly me and, and, and my problems that I, that I did, and I, I didn't really um, take advantage of an opportunity in a team like Calgary. And uh, so for me, that was that was a tough that was a that was tough for me because I had a lot of expectation. I had a good summer training, but not quite as good as I you know have had this summer. And um, I just went in there and had a a, a, sh- a crappy attitude. Um, 
And uh, it was the coach's fault. Then it was the guys I was playing with's fault. And then it was once I got uh, sent down, it was everybody else's fault. And it was never my fault. And that's when things turned bad. And um, you know, there's a lot of things in my head that I just needed to, to clear up and personal problems. And uh, I'm I'm far beyond that. And, and I'm so thankful to the league for letting me go into the program and and come out and and still and still move forward. I mean, I still got a lot of work to do and. It starts with this camp and and um, and getting a great start there. I was going to ask you when you feel you got a fresh start when um, when you're as motivated as you are. How different does your off season look? I mean, you, you train differently, obviously at 28 than you did at 18. But are, are there new are there new wrinkles? Is there a new routine? Where are you at? There's yeah, there's a lot of new. The, the game nowadays is so fast. Um, compared to when I broke in the league, you know, you had to be big and strong. And that was it. You know, Bronner was going to push you in the corner and beat the crap out of you. Yeah. you know, it was it was guys like that. And now, now it's it's fast. Everyone can skate. And if you're not if you're not in shape and you're not quick and you can't sustain that energy level and your energy systems for that 40, 45 seconds, you're not going to be able to play at the pace that you need to play at. So that's kind of what I've been trying to focus on the most. Um, uh, my weight has been an issue over the last you know four years. And, uh, you know, I'm under 200 pounds. I haven't been under 200 pounds in probably nine years. So that feels good for me to, to get on a scale in the morning and finally be under 200 pounds and, and you know, look lean and, and feel great. And, uh, you know, that just makes me makes me feel good about myself as well. Um, you mentioned you uh, had, had talked to, to Lou, was it right? So Lou Lamorello in New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, that, was, and that was last offseason. Was he... Who was the driving force behind this? How did this opportunity in Toronto come about? Was it more you? Um, was it those previous uh, dealings with with Lou? How did it happen? No, I think it was a mix between my agent and and, and uh, my agent and getting a hold of those guys. Um, you know, there wasn't there was like I said, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for me with the amount of uh, uh, you know uh, the amount of times that I've consistently let people down. There wasn't too many takers on giving me a chance this year, and uh, so I think Toronto was one that was really, really, open, you know, was entertained the idea and and had known that I had went through the program and had you know been doing well so far and and um, you know really stuck their neck out for me and that's something that's kind of pushed me to you know not let them down and and, and just go and and give it give it my my all that I have and my one last crack at, at getting back and and doing what I can to you know, to keep playing the, uh, the game that I love to play so much. Well, I've seen you play since you're 16 and, and I'm, I'm really glad to see you're in a, you're in a good spot. And there's one thing about here and, and everybody here knows that there's, it, it's rife with opportunity and, and you'll get it done. I, I, I know you will. I, we appreciate the time today. Um, and, and yeah, thanks for opening up and everything. Um, we look forward to seeing you here in the fall. Awesome. Sounds good guys. Thank you.